Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management and marketing professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Marketing, and your host for this episode. In this episode, we are going to turn to one of our oldest friends on this show, Mark Stiving, and really talk to him about Apple. Uh, Apple has released several new products, and they've changed some of their pricing, and we wanted to get his thoughts on those things. So welcome, Mark. And let's start with a big one. Did Apple make a mistake with their new iPhones? Did Apple make a mistake with their new portfolio of iPhones? Hi, I'm Mark Stiving. I have a PhD in pricing, and I've trained, consulted, coached with hundreds of companies around pricing over the last many years. And, and today we're going to talk about Apple. Now, we know that they released the new iPhone 8, they released the new iPhone 7, or at least they've an uh, iPhone 10, or at least they've announced them, whether they've released them or not, or shipped them is a different story. And, and it seems hard to believe that this is going to be a successful strategy. And, and I think about this in the following sense. Let's break down the iPhone buyers into several different segments or several different types, and I'll, I'll choose three. And one buyer would be a type of person who typically buys the latest and greatest Apple product every time it comes out. And, and the second type of buyer would be the one who waits every two to three years, maybe four years, and then they finally say, okay, I'm gonna break down, I'm gonna buy the next Apple phone. And in fact, maybe instead of buying the latest and greatest, they buy a version behind just because they're price sensitive and they don't really need the latest and greatest. And then the third type would be Android users, people who normally use an Android, and maybe they're going to switch to the iPhone. Okay, if we have these three different types of users, let's start with the, I need the latest and greatest iPhone. So now they've got the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 10. If they need the latest and greatest, then they're, they're certainly not going to buy the 8. They absolutely want the 10. But I think I've heard Apple's going to have supply problems with the 10. They can't make as many, so there's no way they can sell a whole bunch of 10s. Now, if that's, if that's really true, then what ends up happening is a buyer like that is trying to decide, do I wait for months to get a 10, or do I go ahead and buy the 8? And I'm thinking that the 8's probably not that much better than the 7. It doesn't give them bragging rights. They, they really want the best, and so they're probably not going to buy. They're probably going to wait. Then, of course, we have those buyers that every two to three years, they decide they're going to trade in their phone. They're going to buy the next one. What happens with them? Well, we've got the 10 way up here. We have the 8. But I'm thinking these buyers are probably not going to buy the 8 or the 10. They're probably going to end up buying the 7. At least many of them will. Now, they might have bought the 8 if it was the top end and they could have a few bragging rights, a few kudos that say, hey, look, I've got the latest and greatest, but they're not even going to have that. And so maybe the 7 is a good enough product and, and they're going to end up buying that one instead of the 8 or the 10. Then, of course, we have the Android users. So first, why would anybody ever switch from Android to Apple? Well, they would switch if Apple was a significantly better product or if they were already in the Apple ecosystem. 
But most people who use Android today use Android because it's much less expensive, and by the way, it's a whole lot more powerful. It gives you a bunch more capability. If for some reason these people were going to switch to buying an iPhone, my guess is they're probably not spending $1,000, $1,300 so that they can buy the latest and greatest iPhone 10. They're probably that price sensitive. Now maybe some of them will switch to the 10. If the 10 has better functionality than they could get with an Android. But it turns out the Android has been doing facial recognition turn on for a while now. It's not like the iPhone is leapfrogging the Android. So it seems hard to believe that those people are gonna say, yeah, I gotta spend lots and lots of money to get a, a 10. Those people are probably more price sensitive. We just went through three different market segments and I have a hard time understanding why any of them would buy the 10 or the 8. Now, I okay, those people that want the latest and greatest, they're going to buy the 10, but maybe there aren't enough 10s out there. But the real question is going to be, who's going to buy an 8? That seems a little tricky. Now, one saving grace for Apple and one possible mitigating factor is by releasing the 10 at this ridiculously high price, maybe they make the 8 look much less expensive. And so people are more willing to spend the money that it's going to take to buy an iPhone 8. I actually don't think that's that strong of an issue. So it seems to me that Apple, overall Apple iPhone sales, I think they're likely to go down. I think they made a mistake by releasing two different top-end products at the same time. Because if you think about it, it's almost like what they did was they released the next version, which is the iPhone 8, and then they obsoleted it instantly. Seems like an odd strategy. But here's the good news. Time is going to tell. We'll find out over time. Thank you, Mark, for joining me today. It's always a pleasure. And thank you, all of you listening. That does it for today's episode. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. Mm -hmm.